Welcome back, friends, to Visions Veiled and Violent. Last episode, our young band of heroes returned triumphantly to the Carnivale with more astride her newfound friend, the giant spider Robert. Using the attention garnered by Robert, the Zartis tried to play down the bags of coins that they'd procured from the old well, and especially the unconscious body of the unknown Sudestan man. However, it didn't take long for various interested parties to intercept the young Hanatas. Adewale was pulled aside separately by a foreboding grey-skinned holy man with a star-shaped scar on his forehead. Warning our barbarian friend of a person named Irazor or Gillian Vanix, among other aliases, the strange figure spoke of the wrath of the gods themselves if the Zartis were not able to help him find his person. He eventually let Adewale go, but not before placing a spell on him that would allow him to know if the barbarian found his quarry. Meanwhile, the rest of the party was accosted by the clowns Taylene and Columbina as they tried to find healing for the unconscious man. My character, the handsome rogue Luthander, was able to pull Taylene away from the group to compare notes about rumours that we'd heard. The rest of the party headed to the tent of Anton for healing. Unfortunately, Columbina didn't tell the group that Anton is deathly afraid of spiders, let alone giant ones, and it appears that she probably absconded with the candles he needs to heal the stranger when the elderly Bonduran council member fainted. With a townie fight still bubbling outside the gambling tent and Luthander's biggest fan, Smedley, producing a bloody knife, things can't possibly get any worse. Unless the strange woman tapping Nevitz on the shoulder and who says she can smell money proves to be a concern. With that, back to the show. We're getting in the middle of some good stuff here. All right, so we'll start off with with Lathander. Since Phil seems less prepared, I'm going to get him in an honest moment. All right. There is... Okay, so first thing, this would have... I think this would perhaps be almost innate that none of the Hunatars are going to want to be caught holding a bloody knife at any point ever in their lives. Uh, That's true. That's very true. So you said he handed it to me. The question is whether I took it off him. Uh, <laughs> There was an assumption there, and I'm going to say that that would not be the first thing that uh, one of us would naturally do to take the knife. However, I'm going to ask, where did you find this, Smedley? I, I found it down by the river. There's a little trail there, and, and the wood thing was, it was just laying there. And was, I mean, I almost couldn't see it because there was a bunch of leaves and then a bunch of blood, but then, but the, it was right there, you know. So it's pretty cool. I thought you'd like to see it because I bet you've got a bunch of knives too. Do you have a... Or, you've got a sword, don't you? Look at the, you've got a sword. That's what a hero would have. I do. I do have a sword. I have lots of really cool stuff. See, and he, look, he looks at Taylene like, he's, he's, he's totally awesome, isn't he? And she's like, hey, he is very impressive. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> right. <clears throat> Some would see this as something going really well. I'm not in that camp. I feel like I'm going down a vortex that I didn't know was there. Okay. So, <clears throat> now I know how more feels. Although, I'd probably take a, an unexpected date over visions of the undead. Um, um, and did you see anything else when you... So, you said there was there, there were leaves, there was some blood. Oh, so much blood. There was blood all over the place. But you couldn't see where the blood came from? It sounds like someone might have been hurt, Smedley. <laughs> Oh, I'm pretty sure the blood was from the dead guy. (laughs) (laughs) 
We're 16. We can't process all this at once, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> the dead guy. Oh, yeah. Could you just, oh, did you recognize the dead guy? No, definitely not. <laughs> did, did, do you think he was from around here? Oh, yeah. I, I think I've like, he had the, those robes on, like the, like some kind of priest or something. Like one of those people. Uh, okay. Did, like a priest, you, to, did, what type of priest? Can I just say I'm not totally absorbed in this conversation because I am trying to keep a watch for someone that might wander over and go, it's a knife, it's blood, the Hanatas. <laughs> I knew it. You know, I'm looking. They are murderers. Yeah, we need to kill them all. Uh, so as you uh, keep a look around, it doesn't look like anyone has taken notice because... Thankfully, Taylene pulled you off to a fairly discreet part oh, of right. the carnival. Yeah, of so, course, Taylene. <laughs> uh, Thanks, Taylene. So there's, there's nobody in the immediate area that's looking around, but but Smedley seems very invested in, in trying to show off this super cool knife that he found. Okay, and where did you find the body, Smedley, and the knife, both? Oh, there's a the little trail in the woods that goes down to the creek. That's, uh, you know, I mean, it's kind of a, we, we call it the river because, I mean, it, it sounds more cool to say it's a river than a creek, but, you know, so where the water flows, and normally it's, it's pretty high, but it's, winter so it's getting kind of low and there's more muddy there and you know there's that guy who was there in the leaves and it had that uh that super cool knife land there it was right there for the taking i thought that certainly like you who's like a real hero would want to know that this thing was just laying out there and i figure like yeah. i mean if i get it cleaned off like i could use it and maybe you could teach me how to use weapons and, and like you could show me how you like fought that bear and it'd be great yeah or the bear that knocked your tooth out yeah that, that bear like, oh, it's, yep. it was so strong. Like, <laughs> I just like, you know, like, woof. And I, I couldn't even see what happened. And and then you, you the, the next thing I know, the bear's gone and you were there and everyone was super impressed. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good that moment. Okay. So I'm going to say that it's probably best until you know how to use the knife. They can be very dangerous and we don't want any more blood on there, do we? I mean, so, what if it's bad guy blood? Well, that's true. That's a very good point, Smedley. You're a smart kid. Oh, thank you. So I'm going to suggest, so normally we start with wooden knives. It's just easier to practice. You can relax a bit. So I'm going to suggest that I'll hold this knife for you. I'm going to, this could be a tactically disastrous move. I'm going to, I'm going to put the, I'm going to hide the knife about my, if he's, if he's willing to give it to me for safekeeping. Okay. Yeah. No, Smedley eagerly hands over his prize to the hero, the man who saved his life. Of course, he's more than happy to do so. Uh, I'm going to do, do me a favor though. Uh, roll a wisdom save. Oh God. All right. All right. Let's do this. Oh God. <laughs> no. So it's not a natural one. Okay. It is a three uh-huh. on the die. Plus three, six. Six. So I think that's, Probably okay, right, Nate? <laughs> yeah, so um, I think for for the sake of the story, it's great. So excellent work, Lathander. <laughs> One of those classic really... DC5 checks they have us make all the time. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So as you take the knife, Lathander, you feel this strange, like, shiver run down your spine. And you blink but your eyelids don't move. It's like something moves behind your eyes. And from the briefest of moments, you see three figures slinking after a man 
in robes who's walking down the trail over to the creek who looks like swaying slightly drunk he's had a little bit too much and then the when you blink again once more without moving your eyelids that image is gone okay so I saw three sorry creatures or figures figures could I make anything out they just look like dark shapes sort of thing uh, well they were they seemed to be human uh, they were dressed yeah. in nondescript brown okay. clothing like the kind that you'd use to like either for being out in the town or, or walking through the woods especially in a, a winter day okay uh, I'm gonna wash the blood off or get rid of the blood okay how are you gonna do that exactly could I get maybe Taylene's tears when I tell her I've got a fiance a made up fiance <laughs> Uh, I'm going to... Is it dry blood? Is it's that where wet. you're going now? It's still oh. wet. Okay. I'm going to... I'm just... I'm going to stab it into the ground and try and use the turf and the earth to get it off. Okay. That sounds great. Uh, so, you stab the knife into the ground, and as you do so, you hear a, this wet squelching sound and something writhing under the ground where you stabbed it. What? Oh, no. Uh, I'm out of my depth here. <laughs> Says Luthander to himself. Uh, okay, I'll pull the knife out. You pull the knife out. You see that the the, the ground where you're standing writhes a little bit as some greenish-purple ichor spurts out from the hole that you made. Oh, no. And you see the head of a centipede as long as your arm burst out from the earth. Can I ask rather hope, Nate, is this a dead centipede that happened to just like burst out at the last moment of its life? Miraculously, <laughs> this centipede, which otherwise would be highly venomous, has somehow been killed by your expertly laid strike between its head and the rest of its plated <laughs> body. Okay. How? Small victory. Right. Just take yeah. the win. Didn't Taylene just, just steps back Eyes wide, like I've never seen someone that lucky. And Smedley just perks up and says, "Well, of course, he's a hero. He's supposed to win." That's right. <laughs> oh, I want to go home. <laughs> That's right. Oh God, the Thanos <laughs> ego. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Wouldn't want you to lose another tooth from being hit by another creature. Uh, and Smedley, where, where's your, uh, where's your mum? She. Oh, I'm thirsty. He's probably out looking for me. We were supposed to go back in the carriage, but like we just got here to the carnival, so I figured after the you know, I'd at least get to a couple tenths and and then, you know, if she found me she'd yell at me later, but but then I found the, the that body and the knife and now I definitely don't want to go home. This is way too much fun. How do you think your mum might react if she heard that you found a Oh, if you'd be with totally freak out. Do you think maybe you should just keep that to yourself? What do you mean? <laughs> Like, I, I would like to tell everybody about the body. That's the coolest thing I've seen all day, other than the bear. Okay, so... Meanwhile, uh, on the other side of the camp, uh, we have the, the woman smiling down at Nevitz, uh, saying, who's, who's just very dramatically makes a sniff, like a... Oh, oh, just... There's something about the smell of money that almost intoxicating. Isn't it, my little friend? Miss Venex, was it? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, it, and it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance, Nevitz. Sorry, I don't recall giving you my name previous to this. Have you... She just, <laughs> you just look like a Nevitz. 
<laughs> be that be that as it may, uh, unfortunately, uh, I don't have time to sit down and have a full talk with you right now. As we're neither off do to- I, which is why we're both standing. Fortuitous, don't you think? Very, very fun play on words. But uh, my friends and I must be departing. We have to uh, put our money safely away as well as take care of some business. And, and I, you know I'm where not- the best place to safely store your money is in an investment. And I happen to know an investment that I think would be most beneficial to both of us. Mm-mm. I will say there's no such thing as... Um, an investment for me personally, as I am a member of the Blue Veil Troop, and if you would want to speak of any investments, it should be with the Bonduran Council, uh, as they speak for the family. Oh, of course. I mean, I would never dream to make you feel like you had to make a decision in the moment, ill-informed perhaps, where you and all of that money that you have right now might somehow end up misplaced. But I think... There's nothing wrong in discussing some of the potential opportunities out there so that when your, you know, Bondiway and Council get together, that you could perhaps mention that they might make a lot of money if they were a little bit flexible in their thinking about where would be the best place to use all that coin. Do are me and Jericho are still around. Like, are we watching this happen? This conversation. Oh yeah, he's just she's making no attempt to hide. Okay, I'm gonna slide down off Robert and um, walk up and be. And like, Robert crouches down to make it easier for you. Thank you, Robert. You're always so polite. Um, <clears throat> and walk over to this stranger and um and put my hand on Nevit's shoulder. I'm also gonna cast guidance in that moment, which will give you advan- uh something. Hold on. Plus one tell you what it is. Plus one d four to his next roll. Yep. Yep. And you can definitely feel Nevitz give a sigh of relief. Maybe not from the guidance, just from having your having you present. Because I need an adult or someone yeah. taller than me, at least. <laughs> I need an adult to your adult. <laughs> not I. Not I. Um, I am an adult. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll turn to the stranger and be like, "I am so sorry to cut you off about your um, what I'm sure is a very prosperous business deal. You seem like a smart lady, but actually." We've decided to go into charity, and this money is going to um, starving children. And I'm sure you would agree that that's more important than any business that any of us could think of. So if you don't mind, we'll be on our way. Well, she perks up as you approach this. Well, you know, it's funny that you mention that more because it just so happens that there's a very profound theory that they have in some places, like in Prontodal, for instance— that this idea of effective altruism, that why use your money to give to some children now who will be starving again tomorrow when you could use that money to make more money in perpetuity to make sure the children never starve in the first place. I hate how logically that sounds. <laughs> I hate it. Listen, lady, um, we have... Jillian, please, we're, we're all friends here. Are we? Because I don't remember giving you my name. Oh, well, my apologies. It just, I think that uh, your friend here just happened to mention it offhand while I was passing by. I believe that is not a true statement. I gave neither my name nor the the name of my friend. I mean, perhaps it's because you're just the talk of the camp that I just naturally put two together that, that surely the most impressive people that I would meet would happen to be the Nevitz and the Moore. 
And of course, the Jericho she waves over. And Jericho slip, like kind of jumps off the spider, shrugs her shoulders like, what do you want? <laughs> you have one minute to give us your business proposal, and then we're going to turn around, and I'm going to pretend this, like, this conversation never happened, unless you can capture our attention. Well, I think that is perhaps one of the most reasonable things that you've said today. Uh, and we can all be reasonable about it. I think, clearly, the future of wealth is not going to be in going through dusty tombs and finding ancient coins, because if that works, then all these morons who are scrabbling around trying to pick up the pieces of the Aethernic Empire, they would be rich. But what are they mostly? They're dead. And I would rather be rich and not dead. So the future of coin is actually in trade, the free exchange of goods and services. Because what could be more natural than, and that's when she grabs hold of Nevis's pouch and jumps in the air can to an I, impossible height. Can I, what? And any opportunity attacks, anything? Yeah, nah, you, you could take a swing. Okay, um, let's see. Okay, yeah, I guess I'll just take a swing with my uh, quarterstaff. Thorn whip. Oh, do you have thorn whip? I think you can only take opportunity attacks with... Oh, yeah, um, with melee attack. Yeah, with melee, melee. yeah. Yep. Big money, big money, big money. Oh, great. No, now I see. Now I... Great. That's yep. two in a row. That's wow. not one for a seven. Does that hit? Uh, so, yeah, there's there's a one in 400 chance of, of rolling two nat ones in a row. So congratulations. I, so I, I feel Nevitz would yell out for Adewale and just yell out, Eddie! As he does a firebolt to this woman's face. Adewale, what do you do? Uh, instantly, as soon as, as, soon as Adewale, Adewale hears a Nevitz uh, cry for him, or shout for him, per se. I'm not going to insinuate that never just crying. I would never. Um, well, it sounded well. a lot like, Eddie! It might have been a cry. Eddie <laughs> <laughs> uh, will look, look at them. Heck off. And we can edit that in post. <laughs> <laughs> and look, turn to look at where they were. And what does he see? Like, because I'm not going to like just bolt in, but like, what does he see off off the top? So you see uh, this woman with platinum blonde hair uh, who's grabbed hold of Nevitz's coin purse and is in the process of jumping about 12 feet in the air as Moore cries out and swings her staff, uh, not even coming close to, to hitting the woman, uh, but managing to whack one of the tent poles uh, nearby pretty hard. Okay. And as you look at this woman... I knew you, it. You feel like someone has pressed ice cubes directly against your eyeballs. Not now, And you hear a man. voice in the back of your mind to growl, The unseen star sees its quarry and begins the hunt anew. Nevitz, uh, strength roll to hold on to your coin purse. Yep, that's definitely my best stat. Nat 20, baby. Come on. You know a nat 20 would be an adjusted 19, but let's see where this goes. That's a nat 6 for a 5. Five. Ooh, boy. He gives it up voluntarily at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Two of you scrabble ineffectively for this person. Nevitz, explain to me exactly how you're, you're trying to prevent this woman from running off with all of your newfound wealth. Uh, I mean, so, yeah, he is, if she tried to grab it, he would have, you know, he's enough of a, from a cut purse kind of background that he would have instinctively tried to grab at it. 
Um, and if it feels like it was getting away from from him, like she was actually going to be able to escape, he would have, in fact, tried to do a firebolt directly in her face to make her drop the, the coin. All right, let's see if you roll that firebolt. I'm definitely going to roll a firebolt. Let's see if I hit her. Do it. You have guidance. 19 on the dice. Guidance. Well, guidance doesn't work on attacks. Guidance works on skill checks. Oh. I think that's not true. Less well, works on fine. attacks. That's fine. Uh, yep. So that's an adjusted 25 to hit. 25? That That is going to hit? Uh, right in the face. Face. I've never so done this firebolt the, before. The woman's finery catches a blaze as she uh, tries to, to leap through the air. And as she, she lets out a, a yelp of surprise, dropping the coin purse in the process and scattering its contents all around Nevis as she continues to jump straight up in the air and then arc up over the top of the tent. Can I Uh-oh. shout towards Robert to web over the area of all the coins? Sure. I tell Robert what to do. Robert, the coins! Web them! Robert you know, turns his bulk. Yes, Robert, web coin! What is coin? The shiny things of the ground, Robert! Nevis picks, up the per- Nevis picks up the coins. <laughs> he picks up the purse, um, hoping to not get webbed by Robert. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so there's a spider realizing what the shiny things are, trundles over to begin uh, webbing all of these stray silver and gold pieces that have been scattered in the grass around Nevitz's feet. Nice. Uh, uh, player question for DM. Yes, Ed. If Alroy tries, can he talk to dude who's talking through his eyeballs? Uh, I would. How would you try to do that? I'm... I am just curious. Talk, that hit just not knowing anything about magic whatsoever, uh, despite his um, situation, um, would just instinctively like try talking to his head. Like, if I hurt this person, do I get help? Do I get something? He would just instinctively just try to like talk in his head. The, the Thanos like person was talking in his head. He's hoping that Thanos like purpose person can hear what's in his head. Devote yeah, all. Go ahead. Uh, Shout out something to this person who's been in your mind. If if I throw this, I have a javelin, I'm going to throw it at her. If I help you get her, what do I get? How do I get it? You hear and silence. Okay, anyway. But that doesn't mean he hasn't anyways. heard you. Oh, sh- 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 Just sh- means he's not an active listener. Oh, I hate those guys. Anyways, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a javelin. Um, throw the javelin. Bounce. I want to see this. Okay. Javelin is a plus six to hits. Swear to God, if you hit Nevitz... Well, well, it's going in this air, so that one. Oh that one. Woo! All right. But you, so as the woman arcs over the tent, you know, Adewale, you go you, with all of your might, like an Olympic thrower, just chuck that javelin. So they fly through the air, and uh, as you, nowhere, nowhere near, just soars into the sky. It, it arcs up and goes over the other side of the tent, and you hear this. this on the other side. Ad is going to walk, uh, hurry on, his, hurrying his massive, muscled body over to where he heard the scream and look at, see who he hit. All right. And so as you, you come over there side, you see the the familiar face of one Tevron Ziss, uh, the master of the gambling tent, the one who's known in the troop as being the, the charismatic uh, wheeler and dealer uh person of half-orc blood who's been for years uh, making sure that relations are good and keep peace with the townies, and and he's now standing there uh, looking at his left leg that has been impaled with a javelin that's now stuck in the ground, going, 
Ah! Ah! Elbow's going to cover his mouth and say, shh, shush, for a moment. Shush. I will help. Maybe, if I can. And um, he's going to take out rags and bundle them up and put them in his mouth. Bite. Hard. And so he, he takes the rag and, just goes, ah! and he sinks his teeth into it. Ah! And then I'm going to, this is going to hurt. I'm going to move you and the javelin in one go. I'm going to grab the javelin by the bo- uh, by the top, wrap my wrap the arm around the shaft of the javelin while holding the javelin and lift them both up at the same time. And hopefully nothing too terribly bad happens to him when I do that. That's great. Uh, do me a favor and roll a medicine check. Okay. So that is a nat one. No. Stop. No. <laughs> what is wrong with us? <laughs> We're the worst. Wow. I'm going uh-huh. to sleep after this. I'm done with today. You should. And so, so Adewale, you, you, you brace yourself, buck up, grab the javelin, and, you know, go, and just go. And you pull it free completely of Tevron's leg, putting the other end directly into his shoulder. Thunk. Oh, no. Well, there's no sharp end on it. There is when you when you roll a nat one. Oh, God. Can I run to where Adewale disappeared to to go help him not kill sure this can. guy? Okay. As, as Moore runs over. And uh, I'm going to do it again. No, <laughs> as Moore runs over uh, and then all this chaos is going on. Uh, Jericho, you notice uh, that near one of the tents, uh, a, a familiar fiery haired woman with bronze skin uh, comes looking out looking with a frantic look on her face. Uh, and you notice that uh, that fresh of fire hair uh, it was a woman with who's been blood touched with draconic heritage is is looking around with this un- uncharacteristic look of concern as she's always seen as kind of like more of a mischievous mother figure to the younglings. But now she has a strangely graven look on her face. And when she notices Jericho, she, she perks up a little bit and then and makes a beeline straight towards you. Oh, I, Mommy, I greet her. I'm scared. Come to meet her. What do you say, Jericho? Or what do you sign with your magic words? My magic words? Is everything okay? You look upset. I am upset, upset indeed, Jericho. I I was managing the tables, like just like we always do. Trying to you know, smiles and be a good hostess when I, I heard something quite horrible. Two people came through, the locals, townies, the normal folk. Uh, an, an older man uh, and, a, and a woman younger than him, but but not by much. Uh, people of the cloth, uh, some priest types. And as they were doing their game, I saw a strange trio of men lingering by the tent. They seemed to be not playing any games, not involved at all in, in wanting to roll dice or play cards and... When the, the, the two priests left, I overheard one of them talking about one of these strange men in the back, the three, talking about a knife and how they had two more to go. I couldn't help but feel in my bones that they're up to no good. You're one of the Zadis, right? Like, you're one of the ones that, that Borag picked to, to watch over the, the carnival today, yes? Yes. Aren't there supposed to be more of you? Then she looks around and just sees the... The spider squatting there, you know, squirting out webbing over the ground and the coins. Nevitz trying to put them back in the coin purse. We are <laughs> never splitting the party ever again. Please continue, <laughs> Nate. 
We have gotten involved in a sidetrack. Well, I know that if, if Borag trusts you, then it, it must be for a reason. And, and I know that you're a clever one, so be on the lookout. Three men looking to do harm to two priests. Why? I don't know, but goodness, you know the rumors. If, if priests end up dead at the carnival, that would not be good for the troop. Did you see which direction? Oh, I had to finish my game but before I could step outside and see where they'd gone. And then I said, Tevrin had been out as well. He was supposed to be back by now. Have you seen him? Well, if you do find him, let him know that I've been on shift all day long. I need a break. And whatever he's doing is surely not more important than making sure the tables keep running. Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll look, keep a lookout. Thank you, Jericho. I, I've always felt that you were a gifted one. Believe that all the more today. We'll see. Meanwhile, back with Luthander. It's going great. Uh, what is Luthander up to? Okay, so Luthander, Luthander says uh, to... I've forgotten her name. My days. Taylene, <gasps> yeah. You're... Taylene. Taylene. Maylene. Jaylene. So many. Uh, Breaking hearts so all over the carnival. Says, says to uh, Taylene, Nate has just given us an image of Taylene. Pretty sure I gave what? that in episode three, but go on. It didn't oh, really did matter you? until it was his girlfriend. Like, now it matters. <laughs> it just right. popped up on my screen. Yeah. Well, yeah, I can do that. I'm the GM. Well, <laughs> the power of the GM has just been displayed. So I will say uh, to Taylene, it's been uh, interesting. Perhaps we should chat later. I need to uh, make, I need to make sure that Smedley is is safe. So, oh, And then I'll say to Smedley, we should, uh, we should go and look for your mother. But perhaps... I need to find my friends first. Taylene puts a hand to her chest and says, Of course, you've got to look after a, a kid. I mean, that's, that is super responsible of you. Don't worry, I'll be around later. Um, later, like like two hours, three hours? Like You're thinking like closer to dinner after we break down the camp? I mean, I'm totally free, just so you know. Like, it's, Just let me know whenever, and I'm, I'll, be, uh, I'll be there. I'm pretty busy the next couple of days, so <laughs> <laughs> I'll call you. Uh, no, so I'm pretty busy. You know, we got this. Uh, we got this mission. So um, we'll um, uh, let's just agree to chat later. Let's see how things are going tomorrow or in a couple of days. Sure, yeah. But don't worry, I'll, I'll find you. <laughs> so Luthander will now hurry to. Uh, am I able to hear the screams and fireballs and so forth? I'll assume that's where. The Zatis are. Yeah. So there's a, there, there are the fireworks chaos. throughout. So there's there's fireworks okay. in the in the camp, uh, but you definitely hear the screams. Okay. I'm going to head towards the screams. I'll work under the assumption that <laughs> it's either my friends causing the screams, or they'll be heading towards the screams. Entirely possible. Okay. So the big question for you then is, are you going to try to cut straight across the camp through the center of it, or are you going to take the long way around? Uh, to get back to the gambling tents. So one is obviously faster, but more crowded. The other one is going to take you a while, but uh, less chance of bumping into anything. Yeah, Luthander would take the longer way, not the higher risk way in this situation. Okay, uh, do me I a favor agree, and roll me a, a dex save real quick. I feel there was no way to avoid that GM trap, yeah. Phil. You did as good as you That is not true, and that's hurtful, by the way, Steve. Okay. That's 12 on the die, uh, plus six is an 18. Gotcha traps. They're okay, uh, so you, you, 
begin jogging around the perimeter of the camp, trying to make your way as fast as you can. And Lathander, as you go, you, you, as you're running through, making sure to avoid the crowd, to not find any more unpleasant surprises, uh, you almost stumble as your boot, the toe of your boot kicks something that was just hidden in the grass. And when you kick it forward, you see that it's a coin purse. I see. I will... <laughs> do I recognize the coin purse straight away? I, I mean, are they, no they all look alike, marks on it. Yeah, yep, okay, it looks like a- I'll ex- I will relatively quickly examine the coin purse. And so inside the purse, which is the simple drawstring, and inside you find from the uh, from the, the Xyranthian Republic, the local coinage, uh, five newly stamped uh, gold coins and 17 newly stamped silves. Is there anyone near me? Nope. You are. You're on the. Oh, you're the perimeter of the camp. No one else is around. Just got free money, dude. All right. I'll take the coins. I'll ditch the first. Classic move. All right. And then as you uh, as you come back around the far side of the camp, you come up to the back end of the gambling tents where you see Adewale, blood all over him, with the the, the screaming half orc Tevran, uh, there looking like as pale as a man with green skin could possibly be. Right. Uh, and does he still have a javelin in his shoulder? That has the situation on improved? No. I, I, or is it, has more done anything to assist with this? Yeah, uh, have I? <laughs> if I'm in here, I immediately get Etowale, this bleeding man, and be like, okay, Etowale, um, maybe we give him some breathing room, take five steps back, yeah? Well, there's a pointy thing in his shoulder now. It was in his leg, so I did, I did good there, but it, it... It went bad somewhere along the way. I don't. I don't know where. That's totally fine. Um, why don't I? I say we just pull it right out. I just kind of like push myself in front of Edoale and this man on the floor. Let me. Let me see if there's a more delicate way to handle this. And um, I want to no, look I'm at as the body as they come. <laughs> okay. Sure, sure, buddy. So, uh, so it looks like the the injuries to Tevrin are are not life threatening. They just hurt a whole lot. Okay. Um, can I gently pull this javelin out and, uh, like, put pressure on the bleeding so that it stops? Trying to get oh. it. I don't know all that medical stuff, fun stuff. Can I Not roll a medicine sure. check? Uh, go with a medicine check. Okay. This is another nat one. I'm like... <laughs> 16! Oh, Not bad. Oh, yeah, so, so more, you're, you're expertly able to remove the offending broken splintered javelin end uh, from Tevrin uh, without making him too much worse for wear and, and you can staunch the bleeding so that he's, he's in, in no immediate danger at the moment. Okay. Um, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. And then I stand up and <laughs> Tedawale, we should go. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, it's not your fault. I did throw it. Yes. So it's your fault, but we can learn from this, eh? Throw harder. <laughs> that is a lesson. Yeah. But I feel now that Jericho and Lothander separately have something that would probably be good for the group to know now that you're all back together. Uh, I, I, I think we can also add um, Adewale to that uh, for hidden knowledge. Yeah. Hidden knowledge. Lothander will convey, well, he'll pass on everything he's seen and heard since... We split the party, the thing we will never do again. Thing you should do all the time. It worked out great, by the way. You, you learned so many things. Loved it. Simultaneously. Uh, do it again. I'm fine with this not playing out, this out in character, but can you just imagine, like, 
what happens when five 16-year-olds come together with this kind of cross information where everything just like is a Connects. puzzle piece to someone else's puzzle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think after hearing all of that, more will turn to Luthander and be like, okay, the other stuff is cool and all, but you were on a date? Can we unpack that? With How did that Taylene? happen? Taylene? Like, is, is this She's been going my, on for a while? Yeah. She's my mortal enemy. It wasn't a date. I have no interest in Taylor, but she is a gossip, and I wanted to know what she'd heard. Oh, so you're using her. Real classy. No. Wow. No. Wow. 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 I no. thought better what of you, Thander. Wow. Come on, Thander. No, 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 no. No. At no point did I say anything that led her on to think there was anything happening. Did you accept the second date? No. So you have no plans to meet her at a future time? Yeah. No, no specific plans. I heard a well. Yeah, there was a well in there. There was a well in there. Nothing specific. But. I mean. her around. But just, I guess we'll put a pin in that. Um, So Jericho's close over the Harlequins. What's her reaction to all of that? Oh. No. Jericho just shakes her head. She like snaps her finger. And like behind her, there's this text. There's like. I can understand that you have love problems, buddy. You should probably let her go. But, and then like, like the text kind of swirls around and then there's like these three shadowy figures, like kind of like displayed behind me. I think we need to figure out who the three mysterious strangers in our midst trying to stab people are. Yeah. At the trying to stab people, Luthander will discreetly pull out the knife and say, mm, they're not trying, they're succeeding. <sighs> There's a dead priest somewhere that I assume I know where Smedley was talking about. Nate? Yeah, you, you can put two and two together. I mean, we know where the, the river was and things, yeah, so. Yeah. Yep, there's a dead priest down by the river. Great. That's not going to go well for us. Jericho, did um, Frisia describe the, the other holy figure? Yes or no? She did give him a bit of a description, right? Like, just that he had raiments of a holy man. He's older. Is she? Are we gonna talk about the fact that we should probably tell somebody that the queen is also about to be assassinated? Like, can we yeah. pawn these problems off onto somebody else? This seems like a lot. Uh, Nevitz, brother. Yeah. Yes, Addy. Who was that woman? Oh, that woman was some charlatan trying to steal our money. Her name was, um, something Vanix? Did you get the name more? Jillian. Um, Jillian Vanix. You say Jillian, and his, Adewale's voice gets deeper, more serious than it's probably any of you have ever heard it ever before. Did you say Jillian? Um, Nevis looks to both Moore and Jericho. I believe it was Jillian Vanix or Vanix? Yeah. That's right. <sighs> no good. No good. Nope. Nope. No good. Have you have you nope. heard the name no before? Nope. Uh, no, I don't. I... Eddie, Eddie, if you if you know something, at this point, um, it's it seems fate is giving us different pieces that we must put together. I'm gonna like snap my fingers again, and like that symbol that was on that dude's head like appears behind me. I'm like, yes, uh, I was confront. Thank you, Jericho, for leading me forward. I was getting angry. Uh, I was confronted by a purple-skinned man instead of a series of whatevers and said that one of us was going to die, and I said, I choose you, and he didn't like that. Moving on. Uh, he told me a series of names, and one of them happened to be Jillian, and 
also described Jillian as a world ender per se, or somewhere along the lines, something her name had something to do with the end of the world. Why is everything always trying to end the also, world? Uh cult. He's part of a cult. Interesting fact I picked up along my travels. The unseen one. He follows that radical group of idiots. I point over my shoulder at the symbol in the air. Over there. Like <laughs> I mean I Thank you, Jericho. So I've, as as Jericho points to the symbol. The symbol takes on its own glow, radiating a more intense light than you've ever seen from one of Jericho's little prestidigitations. And it, it rotates there for a moment, burning like a miniature sun. Its glow actually causing Jericho's fingers to, to briefly illuminate before it winks out of existence. Uh, does Jericho look surprised when this happens? I'm pretty surprised. My magic doesn't do that. Okay. So we're aware that this was not Jericho's doing. <laughs> like a little text appears above my head. Not me. <laughs> we have a lot of small things to do, but I think the most immediate thing is for us to take this money, get to Borak or someone else in the Bondoran Council, and find out what we should do with the disparate things that are happening to us. There's a murder afoot. There's someone who might be a world ender, but seems more like someone who's just trying to steal our money. But I... I, I we, we, we need to get beyond us. Oh, to say nothing of the fact that there's an unconscious noble in uh, in Anton's tent. Okay, but can we go to sleep after this? This has been a long day, and it's only been like a couple hours. More, it's it's, it's two bells at latest. So I, I agree. Uh, I'm, I'm also exhausted. But for right now, I think we need to get to the Bondor. Uh, okay. I vote Borag. I... Uh, closest with him. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, are we opposed to making our way back to the wrestling um, ring since we know that that's where Borog will be? I'm that's reasonable. Yep. I, I think... I want an adult. Ex- well, if we know that if there's a dead priest somewhere... Yeah, yeah. That could be not good for everyone, so we probably yeah. want a few more people away. And we wish to make our way over to Borag. All right. And so, as you, the five of you, make your way over to the wrestling tent where you'd last seen Borag, uh, you see that on, on the edge of the tent, uh, his wife, Kalnase, is standing there uh, watching him as Borag uh, takes on five of the locals in the middle of a contest, you know, big scrum style, fighting them one after another. As they, they keep up and coming while the, some other Hanatas circle around the crowd, taking bets as the ch- townies cheer on for the locals to pin your champion. And as all that goes on, uh, you see a, a, a familiar man uh, a scar on his face and distinctive red pupils uh, standing near the tent, just uh, or near the, the, the wrestling pit, just off the side, uh, watching this all with a, sort of a casual air. And you, you notice him as the, another member of the Bondarans, uh, Cray the Blade. Cray l- looks over to, to you and he gives a respectful nod that, from one of the adults to the Zadis for your special mission today. A nod of respect and then a little head tilt, an eyebrow just slightly raised, almost as if be questioning if there's some business you have. Uh, yes. Uh, Nevitz will immediately go up to, to Cray. Um, and Cray, we, we have some gains that we have uh, acquired for the party. Uh, we believe stolen from criminal elements and we need to put them in a place that's secure. Besides that, we have much that we need the counsel of yourself and Vrendra Kalesa and, uh, and Borak. Uh, there, there's, 
there's many things going on. We think that the council needs to be aware of it. Cray just looks to you and he gives another nod, says nothing. Is that normal for Cray? Yeah, Cray doesn't talk. Okay. Presumably Nevitz knew that, even if Stephen didn't. Um, and uh, is he willing to like lead us like towards his tent or is he making any motion to move? Oh, he, he makes a little notion to keep talking. Um, we followed the bear into the woods in which we found uh, a site of murder and a, a treasure map led us down into an old well where we discovered bags of gold and silver. But besides that, while we were down there, we were also... And Nevis is kind of looking around to make sure no one can overhear this uh, besides the party. While we were down there, there was some foul, foul goings on. And various magics were cast upon us where we heard threats against our queen, which, as far as we know, may well refer to Mother Silvenza, given that rumors at least indicate that other seeresses have, have died in other troops. You see him, he, he squints and his brow furrows and his lips go thin, but he gives another stoic nod of, of understanding the seriousness of what you're saying. More to the point, Jericho heard from Miss Frisha that there was perhaps some murder plot about for two holy figures, one of which Luthander discovered has already been killed down by the creek, the other of which we, we know not, but we do suspect that a murder is about, and in the midst of Hanataz, obviously, the local authorities will look to us first. He nods once more. I mean, honestly, just saying that aloud, not only Nevitz, but Steven just has a sigh of relief. Like, okay, an adult now. Um, and then I, I think Nevitz just looks to the group. Like, is he missing anything? Like, at this point, he's just a bit rattled. Add a while ago, will step up and kind of lower, lower his voice as much as possible and say, I ran into a follower of the Unseen One as we came back to the Carnival and mentioned a woman who, by lack of better terms, is connected to the end of the world, as he said it. I then saw that this very same woman tried to rob uh, Nevitt, failed with a fireball in the face, which was pretty freaking rad, brother. And then a lot happened after that, which is of inconsequential. Doesn't doesn't really matter. Um, but there is a cult near our carnival as well. So, uh, uh, Elder Cray, I forgot to mention, there is an unconscious uh, nobleman uh, from Sudestra uh, inside of Anton's... Uh, I'll also... Well, Luthander will show him <laughs> the knife. <laughs> We've got nothing but bad news. Yeah. Accidentally went on a date. <laughs> so... That was the tragedy. Yeah. Uh, I'll discreetly show him the knife and I will say the noblewoman's son found pre-sighted telling everybody it's concerning this is, this is the knife I believe that was used and I'll discreetly show it to him in case he recognizes also just a heads up there's also a really bad powerful necromancer on the loose who's also tied to all of this um, you know you might have heard of him uh, his name is Verder Verder <laughs> thank you that one yep Vordred. Yep. And we need a place we need a place to put a ten foot spot. <laughs> His name is Robert. Each of you, in turn, taking your measure, seriousness of the situation. He gives a stoic nod. And then he looks over and he gives a, a snap and he waves for Kalnase to, to come over. And uh, she, she walks over with a, this you know, large athletic orcish woman, looks over with a bit of a confused look on her face, and then it, Cray leans over and he just, he just sees lips barely moving as he whispers something in her ear. 
and her eyes go wide. Gods above. Children, excellent work. You you have the, the treasure on you that, that this person tried to steal? Yes, Rendra. If you may, uh, let us go. I can take this to the council wagon, make sure that it's at least under lock and key. Cray does have a way of securing things that would make it at least difficult for someone to run off with them, like that scoundrel. Uh, uh, of course. Uh, we'll, we'll follow immediately, or we'll hand over the gold. Whatever she was in today, we, we do yeah, she'll, what, she'll, she'll we take do what it. she says. Yeah, yeah, offering, she'll take it. Yeah, uh, she, she, she takes yeah. the the coins. As, this is a sizable sum. I see that your new friend definitely has earned a place in the animal pens where we can find some way to properly take care of him in the future. Once Borag is, is done with the show, we'll convene with Salvenza. Make sure that as soon as we break down tonight, we are as gone as gone can be from this place. Since clearly, clearly this could be a very bad winter for us if we are not careful. Thank you for your um, vigilance. I I and all of us owe you a debt. Can I, uh, I don't know. Can we end our shift early? We've been through a lot. I'm okay. I, so she, so she, she looks sympathetically and says, I understand you You have done more than we could have ever asked. Unfortunately, the only other Frenta that we have available are Taylene and Columbina and Zani. And no, you've I'm, earned your rest. Stay on for two more bells. And I will make sure that you are done early and get whatever you require. Fine. I swear this on my honor as a bondra. Alcohol? Look, she tilts her head slightly. She's like, oh, you've more than proven yourselves to be adults today. Your maturity far outstrips that of your peers. Please, if anyone asks, tell them, Kalnase said, you can drink whatever you wish until the sun goes down. Ooh. I'm trusting you with this. I'm trusting you yes, because you've proven yourself. Please, do not abuse I that. I will trust. be responsible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can trust Cray, Cray and I will go to secure these goods. Please, if, if you find any hints of these these brigands about or mm. other trouble, solve it if you can. Let us know if you need. And, and Cray and I will be here. Brayon is somewhere in the area. He can also be relied upon. And once Borag is done with the show... I'll make sure that he knows all this as well. Brenda Kalnase, uh, we, we will we will go out and um, more is right. We are we are we are tired, but we are not yet exhausted. We will we will continue to, to guard. But please, um, please just uh, promise us you will look in on uh, Mother Silvenza. The, the the warnings we received while we were down in the crypt Cursed. were frightening. And given some of the rumors, uh, I just want to make sure that Osiris is safe. Certainly, we will make sure that she doesn't leave the fortune teller tent unless she is under guard. After all, it would be a, a grave tragedy to lose the only person in the troop who's manifested the power of the site. Without that, the future of the troop could be lost. I don't like this foreshadowing, so can I make like um, a trust check to see if I trust what these people are saying? <laughs> That's where I was going as well. Thank I was you, thinking yeah. exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm, yep. mm-hmm. So, uh... Free of charge, uh, Kalnasi and Kray are both fully above board. They are designed to be the yeah. helping backstop characters. They they, they, they want these, they like, want the best doppelganger. Somebody's wearing their skin. Yeah. Like I just want to make sure everything's on the up and up. They're they're not doppelgangers. Okay. Well, I'll give you that one for free. All not. right. Um, another question, DM question. Did did Luthander give Kray the knife, or did he just show it? Showed it him. Showed it him. Nice. Um, in character now. Um, Luthander, buddy or pal, recommend you do not hold on to a murder weapon while we're walking around. They haven't invented 
blue light things yet, so they can't find the blood on it. I think ultraviolet. I, I, you know. say, I, but, I, be, I believe our very next goal should be to find this potential murderer, and perhaps you being able to show that knife in front of them might might trip them up. We have to do that now. So I fair enough. In all seriousness, I agree that is not great. However, when I so I assume we can gather in so I could speak a little bit privately and say when I if touch you have this nothing knife, more for Calnessian and Cray, yes. they'll 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 go to secure the treasure you found. Yeah, this is team business. We don't need them right now. <laughs> the the adults depart, leaving, adults. leaving you to scheme. They, they the take Scooby. all of our money and leave. Okay. <laughs> It's a Scooby Doo territory. Money. You fine. made that clear. <clears throat> so, and, and I assume there was no response to the knife. Nate was like, "It's a knife." Oh yeah, it's clearly a, a weapon, but there's nothing. Yeah, yeah that, but they weren't like, "Ah, the knife." Right, not, okay, like, oh no, it's a special knife. Like, no, it's a knife. It's it's, it's the knife of doom or something. Uh, great. So that would I be will... funny though. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. Ah, uh, define funny. <laughs> Keep going. So I will show the so I'll show the knife again to the group. And I will say I held this knife. When I held this knife, I'll explain that sort of weird eye vision thing in which I saw the uh, three hunting the priest. This isn't a great thing to be conveying, given what we've heard about males and the sight, of course. But Do you, I, do you feel it was a, a vision in the sense that Mother Silvenza has, or was this maybe something else? Nevitz says, I, hopefully. I don't know. It was, a, it was a strange vision, but I don't know if it was the sight. But I thought that perhaps we could examine this knife, see if it's magical in some way. Nevitz will reach out and touch magic? the blade and yeah. see if he gets anything or if this is a one-off. Okay. Uh, so Nevitz, as you reach out and touch the blade, just as your fingers touch upon it, you hear this, this shout from across the the side of the carnival, where it, it looks like a the two figures uh, clad in armor are trying to push someone out of one of the stalls and dismantle it uh, as a, a third figure, a woman in armor with a, a long white tabard uh, with her hands on her hips is, is shouting at the crowd for something. Um... Nevitz will cease reaching for the blade and guess look to the party. I, I assume we should we should go that way. Does it look like it'll take ten minutes from where we are to there? <laughs> I mean, no, it's like a more like um two minutes. What what do you have in mind there, more? I want a ritual cast attack magic. Okay, you can you can stay here and do that, or you can go with uh, the rest of the group to check out this thing. Do not. You know, I'll be right behind you guys. I think it's really important we no. know what this knife is, so. Hand it over. I'll detect it, and I'll be right behind you. Okay, so so Moore stands behind and begins begins focusing the Zionthu so that she can detect magic on this item, while the four uh, of you <laughs> go to do what exactly, Nevitz? Nevitz, Nevitz is going to make a beeline for the noise. I mean, that's what we're supposed to do for the Bondurant Council. We're supposed to maintain the peace, find out where disruptions occur. Okay, uh, and as you approach, let's see... Uh, Adewale, give me a religion check. I like those. Fair off. Oh, that's so much better. A dirty 20. Ooh, okay. Uh, so as you put, you see that the, the tabard that the woman in armor is wearing uh, has this closed helm symbol on it that is the holy symbol of the god Wardane, 
uh, also known as the Lord Protector and the God of Knights, Cavaliers, and Guardians. And as you approach, you see that the, the, the woman is shouting to the crowd, Do not be swayed by this debauchery. Do not be fooled by their candies or their games or their unnaturally sinuous dances. This carnivale is an abomination that is only here to blight the town of Nevermore, and in my capacity as the protector, I will ensure that these people are evicted long before Darktide falls to ensure that no ill befalls our town. What does Jericho think of this, by the way? Um, she's pretty dang skeptical. Uh, How skeptical? Like, what's this lady gonna do? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, kind of, like, walk up to her and, uh, start mimicking her voice. But, like, okay. <laughs> recombine the words so that she sounds really stupid. Like, you Dude, know the bit from, please. um, the Scooby-Doo movie where they're like, We think, you know... Yeah, Dimsdale sucks. You know, like, it's like that. I want to recombine her words so that it sounds like she's saying dumb stuff. Please do. Give it your okay. best. Um, is this like a... Geez, I think this could be like a vicious mockery moment, even. Honestly. This could be a vicious mockery. Uh, give me a performance check first. Okay. Um, that is a nat one. Oh. Oh. Perfect. Uh, right, tell, me, tell me what you tell her. Tell me what you tell... Uh, the woman in the the tabard of Wardain. Okay, like how I'm using her. Like, yeah, how are you using her voice? What amusement dances. are you giving the crowd? More like cool dances. <laughs> yeah, like I'm just like recombining her like words to say that. You tell them. Sounds like a text to speech <laughs> bot, but like auto auto just messed it all up. <laughs> and so as the, the the woman turns to Jericho, you. know, hand still on her hips, you know, looking quite sour about this whole business. And she opens her mouth like she's just about to launch into a sermon when you see this look on her face of of shock, utter shock. And that's because unbeknownst to Jericho, but patently obvious to all four of her friends around her, uh, Jericho has begun to emanate light from a very bright, flaring halo over her head. (laughs) And as the halo winks out of existence, and when Jericho ends her performance, you see the the Justice Yar raise her mailed finger towards the five of you and say, Blasphemy! Eradicate them! As the other two knights turn and put their hands on their weapons. And that's where we'll end for today. Uh, man. Uh, how much left? How much time do I have left on ritual casting? Uh, let's, let's call it eight minutes. Cool, cool, cool. You guys got this. Don't worry. This is going right. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh. You know what? Honestly, I feel safer in combat than I do with any of this role play. So let's just do combat. Yeah. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us on Visions Veiled and Violent, a D&D actual play of Gooey Cube's darkest dream adventure from the Red Star Rising campaign. Check out their amazing content at gooeycube.com. Also, a special thank you to Tabletop Audio for providing the fantastic music that accompanied this episode.
as ever, please like, rate and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you can, help us out at Patreon by supporting us at the $3 tier. We hope to continue to share our collective storytelling with the community, and that's all made possible by your support. So please tell your friends. Heck, tell your enemies if they like fantasy roleplay. Remember, you don't know the burden others have carried to arrive at your gaming table. So be kind. Safe travels until next week when we return to Visions Veiled and Violent.